listening to General Admission, where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound. Hey guys, I'm Jen from the General Admission Podcast and welcome to episode 24 of the podcast. It's pretty exciting to get to say it. I mean, we actually turned one last month, so really excited that, you know, we're hitting the ground running and I'm here with a very special guest, the vocalist from Total Unicorn, Drew Gardner. How are you doing? Hello, I'm very well, very, very well. Oh, listen to that resonant tone. <laughs> Already off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, thanks so much um, for taking the time out. And um, you guys have got some pretty um, awesome stuff on the cards this year. Um, you know, you've got um, your album, Sorry, being released um, in April. And then you've also got a tour um, as well from April um, to May as well um, in support of the album. So, yeah, how about um, for, you know, our listeners that, you know, maybe haven't heard of what Totally Unicorn have been doing, you know, in the past, you know, couple of months. Yeah, just give them a rundown. Um, well, basically in the past couple of months we've just been planning for the new album, getting everything sorted. Um, we have played a couple of shows recently. Um, our album that's coming out April 12th, um, we did a, like a bit of a, I don't know, like a, a surprise gig on the back of a truck two weeks ago, where um, we just drove a truck into an alleyway and played the album start to finish, which, which was um, super fun, and, and yeah. And everyone was, yeah, it was really nice. It rained, but um, there was still a heap of people there. It was super fun. But yeah, yeah other than that, just planning, planning the album, getting ready. Yeah, for sure. And it's really awesome that you kind of you're mentioning, you know, the the back of the truck gig because I think that's really it's something that. I guess anybody that's been to a Totally Unicorn show, myself included, will say is that it's very, it's very interactive, you know, you know, with the fans in the crowd. Um, there have been plenty of stories over the years, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, and I know that you've unfrequently mentioned as well, you know, actually, you know, almost getting a bit too carried away and almost and knocking yourself out on a couple of occasions. Yes, there's definitely been uh, some dicey moments in, in Total Unicorn life where I've uh, put mine on the line in a way. But um, yeah, I don't know. You just, I just get, <laughs> I just get caught up in it. It's <laughs> so much fun and such a good release for me. So sometimes it just gets a bit, a bit too wild. Yeah. Mum, <laughs> no such thing. Sometimes tells me off. Sometimes we're going a bit too crazy. <laughs> no, I'm sure she would, but I think she'd probably be the only one telling you that. She she yeah, she really cares about you. <laughs> yeah. But I think for me personally, like that's the kind of show that I really love to see. Like, you know, the ones where you know, um, you know, there's a bit of banter on stage or you know that you're getting really interactive with the band. I mean, that's what kind of got me, you know, really going to gigs in the first place, you know, just really getting to, to be amongst a band and, and really just having a great time. Yeah, same, exactly the same. I love going to a gig and for a band to actually interact with the crowd instead of just fucking having that we're on stage, you know, you're here to see us and nothing in between. It, I, yeah, it, the crowd is, the, you know, such a big part of a live show. That's why we're fucking there. So, yeah, yeah it's, I love interacting with the crowd and, and getting amongst it. It's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, wh- reflecting on, I guess, outside Totally Unicorn gigs, what's, what have been some of your favourites, you know, as a punter to go to? Oh, um, I think so many. I Recently, I went and saw Idols play at the Lansdowne, which for me was, uh, they've been 
a massive, kind of a pretty big influence on our band in the past year or two. Um, so it was so good to see them play and like one of those bands that just interact with the crowd and just vibe on the energy is really cool. Um, I don't know, whenever I saw, you know, Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, and you've supported them as well. That's incredible. We did. I've supported them a couple of times <laughs> in um, some different bands, which, uh, yeah, one of my favorite bands live. Amazing. Definitely. Um, and Greg and, really puts and, himself out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, I think, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so crazy on stage. You go see them, you're just like, ah, oh, shut up. Um, but I was doing kids play. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and, and the local band Party Dozen, who um, who I just saw recently at the um, Farmer in the Out Festival, who amazing, really kind of different, just drummer and saxophonist. Um, mm. But, yeah, just, just interesting, really cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm going to have to check them out. And, you know, yeah, I, definitely. yeah, and I think something, it's a really good point that you mentioned, you know, just how, you know, minimalist the setup is. And it's kind of, but I think it, you don't necessarily need to have more members in a band to sound better. It's not like the more members you have, the, the bigger the sound necessarily. I mean, you look at what Royal Blood do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've lost the guitarist, but I feel like our sound now is bigger and heavier than it was before. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah. It doesn't matter how many members are, you can still be heavy and loud as shit. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, like you know, so you mentioned that, um, yeah, um, you your kind of your format of the band has changed, you know, since uh, you you know lost a guitarist, um, got a drummer in. Uh, but I think you know, I th- and that was you know a couple of years back. But I think that's really been the precursor to this latest album, Sorry, and which is out in April. And I guess a different you know way of, of writing. Yeah, um, massively like this band is a new band like from this album like we're losing a guitarist and getting a, a new member in, in Myers playing drums mm. um it's yeah it's it's a completely different band and but like when we went into it we wanted to go in a different direction you know stylistically a little bit more straightforward not as crazy and spazzy as we used to be uh-huh. and focus a lot focus a lot more on on the vocal side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think came out pretty cool. Yeah, and it's something that I was I was reading about, um, which is really fascinating as well, and it's something that is really coming out on the on the first couple of singles for the record, um, is that because, yeah, it's more of a, a minimalist um, kind of style of writing and, and, and with the sonics, it really does allow your vocals to shine, including the lyrical delivery. Um, and I think there's, in terms of just the way that you guys have kind of been speaking about it, um, it just sounds to me like it's it's a bit of a melancholic record, but it does have its upbeat moments as well. Yeah, um, I, for me, the record is very much, well, it was very much a therapeutic kind of thing to get into. I, I was obviously going through a really rough time, you know, beforehand in the last couple of years. Um, and for me, and I think for a lot of people, not talking about their emotions and stuff, mm. especially with my, especially with males, but bottling it all up, and and this for me was kind of, I don't know, yeah, my therapy and kind of just talking about it, even though I'm not actually talking to someone, I'm talking, telling everyone on our, yeah, on our record, but um, yeah, 
um, a bit nervous about it all, but yeah, excited as well. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, I started, you know, getting back into songwriting a couple of months back, I guess just doing, and you know, working on solo stuff. And it definitely, it's it's both cathartic and just a bit, you feel kind of almost like naked or bare, you know, once you've written a song and it's like really personal. You're kind of just like, I don't know how I feel now. But I do feel yeah, better. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was like showing my friends for it's not out yet obviously showing my friends some of the songs for the first time I was very kind of just like very, yeah, very nervous about what 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 I said and how they would come off and they were, they were great about it so it gave me the confidence to know that yeah it's okay let's um, kick off our first um, segment of the podcast I often have like no segs and it's completely fine um, but, yeah, yeah the show of no segs just spinning it on its head but um, yes yeah, so um, this uh, segment is called what's on your playlist where basically um, me and Drew are going to be picking a couple of tracks each going back and forth um, and just picking songs that we've really been vibing on over the past couple of months they can be classic old new um, whatever you want to call it. Um, but Drew, do you want to kick us off? I know you've been scrolling through Spotify feverishly. No, I'm, actually, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually doing it right now on my Apple TV, just looking at... Um, uh, and uh, firstly, I've got to um, choose the band that's going on tour with us at the moment. Oh, well, after we release our album, April Ars, who are a Sydney-based band. Um, Jono, the bass player, Jonathan Boulay, who helped us with producing our record as well mm. um amazing band so good so people should come and see them when they come come and play with us and uh yeah check them out there's a song on the new oh not so new now the split they did with um party doesn't band i was talking about before yeah, nice. um called shit future i think it's called amazing song Mm. So you should check that one out. Seven billion on the run. No matter who you are, somebody's better than you. I wanna live on the internet. And what and what's the vibe? Because I know that's a bit of an eclectic mix with the split. It's uh punk, like real raw kind of punk rock. Oh, that's awesome. Very, I love myself very, a bit very, of punk. Very political, very political in a way as well. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing some old school vibes back. Because that's something that, you know, in terms of, you know, just deviating a little bit in terms of, you know, the punk um, scenes, like, you know, just even here internationally, you don't see a lot of protest or political punk rock that's still kicking. No, not really. I think people are a bit safe these days, with, mm. you know, with things. So it's nice when a band, you know, talks about something passionately, Mm. And especially because it's relatable because they're from Sydney and they talk about, you know, stuff that's happening around the area and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, so my first pick um, for uh, the week um, is... from so it's from a surf rock band called Caravan of Sun. So they're locals. I'm not so sure if you've heard of them. Um, I have not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those guys here, they're really cool. We actually had them on the podcast for like you know one of our. I think it was within our first ten episodes. Um, we had um, some of the boys on. Um, really lovely guys, and they're yeah. So they're got a, got a real like surf rock um kind of vibe. Really laid back, but also you know very modern sounding. And where are they from? Um, they're from Melbourne. Those guys. Oh, okay, cool. 
Yeah, so they're cool. Um, and so uh, the song that I'm picking is one called Waterfalls um, from their latest EP, Silver Lining. So it's a really like just beautiful kind of punchy kind of song. It's the shortest on the EP and it's like towards the end, but you know, you really just get the sense of this could totally be the soundtrack if I was like, you know, you know, perusing stuff, you know, at a city beach store, you know, you know, or surf, dive and ski. It's just like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the, it's the perfect um, kind of song for that. So yeah, I would definitely recommend all the city beaches um, around the country. Get on it. Start spinning the EP. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, um, so check that one out. So now, what is your second pick for us, Drew? Oh, my second pick. I'm going to throw it out to a friend of mine's band, um, also from Sydney. They're called Gravel Pit. Kind of, um, how do I explain them? Electronic. They're just kind of like um, drums and keys, and they're just, uh, vocalist with lots and lots of pedals. I'd say kind of like a bit of a death grips vibe to them um but yeah a really like obscure like cool 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 stuff yeah um awesome. i don't know how to explain it you'd have to go and see them they they don't play that regularly but they play around sydney a bit so if you're in the sydney area and they're playing you should go and watch them yeah no that um, sounds good what did do, do you know, know <laughs> do you know where they regularly like to you know play you know, venues um, and... I, where did I see them last? I saw, <laughs> I saw them at the Lansdowne not too long ago. Oh, great. Yeah. That's awesome. Good venue, that. Yeah. And I'm glad that it's reopened it's as well. <laughs> very good, very good. Always good to have more venues. It's only a stroll down the road from me, so it's always... Nice. Oh, great. <laughs> um, so, have you guys ever played there as Totally Unicorn? Yeah, yeah, we played uh, our single launch there, like... November, I think it was. It was amazing. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, great. No, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so the second track that I've got in mind, so I'm just hardly going through Spotify as well. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, because um, I think there's just too much to pick from sometimes, and you kind of have to just scroll through and kind of there see. Is, that's what. Yeah, I'll see what comes. I'm looking at stuff now, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, um, oh, I've got my um, Jen's current favorites playlist here. Um, yeah, so, so this is, um, definitely also kind of singing to homegrown talent, a little bit older though, more old school, it's also old school punk. Um, do you know a band called The Living End? Uh, I, I have heard of them, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, so this song that I just cannot get out of my head because it's just so like, you know, it's just got a bit of a jazz kind of vibe. It just gets you up on your feet from the, the get go, but then it just goes into this full on punk riff. Um, is a song called Second Solution. And this is from um, Living In's um, debut and self-titled album. I think it was from like 2004, like, you know, early 2000s era. Um, and it's just such a great song and you just, it just has this underlying groove where it's like, if you're not up within the first five seconds, you'll be up, you know, by the end of the song. (laughs) I I remember seeing them on that tour (laughs) when it came out 
but in Wollongong University and uh, I, I don't know if it was like late 90s. Oh. It was very good, very good, good gig. Yeah, absolutely. And and I recently saw those guys when they were playing um, in Queensland for the Red Hot Summer Tour um, on Bribie oh, Island. Right. Yeah, and I went to see Joan Jett. Was, that was incredible. Um, but, yeah, like that that just kind of got, got the living in back into my rotation and that song has just been sticking to me like some some positive disease and that doesn't even make sense. But anyway. <laughs> I, 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 don't you reckon they're kind of like the green day of Australian punk? Like, so true. Kind of, yeah, they, they, they came big and, you know, they brought the punk to the mainstream in a way. Yeah, and they're, they're still standing the test of time, you know, even though their first records were released in the late 90s. Yeah, they just played the animal not too long ago, so that's pretty good. Yeah, like, and, you know, they've been doing stuff with their good mates and, like, you or my and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like, absolutely killing it. Yeah, it's, Very good yeah, really, really cool. And I hopefully get to see them soon again. Like, they're literally a band that I could see again and again and not get sick of. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm. Who plays an upright bass these days? Just old mate. The only person that I know that will play an upright bass in a punk rock band. Absolutely. And he'll, like, literally, like, jump on the bass and, like, you know, yeah. just be crazy. Is it just He's a freak of nature. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> God bless him. Um, all right, just quickly. Yes. Band that I saw last weekend, also a Sydney band. They're called Low Life. Um, they just released a new album called Down at Eden, and it's amazing. And you should check it out. There's a song called Rave Slave on there that's very cool. Ooh, Rave Slave. I like it already. I like that we've really, you know, taken this punk rock vein and, and then this entire past seven minutes has been about old school punk. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, everyone needs a, a dose of that. Um, yeah, so now let's come up to our second segment, um, which is our in-depth track review. So for those um, listeners just tuning in of the first time, that's basically where I'm going to get Drew to break down um, a song um, off the... Um, forthcoming album sorry um which is getting released um next month um and basically just break it down you know whether you want to talk about it you know from a lyrical standpoint you know the sonics instrumentally i guess your minds are going into it just take it away drew um so the song, the song i'm going to talk about um is a song we're going to be releasing next week i'm not sure when the podcast is coming out but um it'll be sometime next week as well was... <laughs> oh, okay so this may be out by the time you hear it. Um, it's a song on the new album called Prize Peak. So basically, I guess I'll talk lyrically wise. For me, well, a lot of the songs I'm sorry about personal stuff that's happened to me in the past few years, but also just in my life in general. This song is a lot of, is about how I myself have struggled with my weight forever in my life. Mm. Always been a bit of a, a bigger guy, you know, tried many ways of losing weight and all that kind of stuff and never really worked. And I kind of came to the conclusion of, you know, I'm going to be a big guy. This is how it is. <laughs> um, and still 
putting up, even even at my age now, with people, I don't know, still calling you names and saying really rude stuff about you and the way you look and mm. things like that. Um, but yeah, I think in the past, I, I guess, year, I've come to the conclusion that, you know what? As long as I'm fucking happy, I don't give a shit what these people say or think about me. I'm just mm. going to do me and, you know, it's okay. It's How okay you, to mate? look like this and it's okay to, you know, be a, a bigger person, <laughs> you know. Um, mm. So, yeah, that, that's basically what the song is about is like a, a fuck you to people that, are, you know, I guess fat shame people and, and, and call people out for the way they look or dress or whatever. Yeah, it's and ridiculous saying, stuff. Yeah, and just and just saying, fuck you, I don't give a shit what you say. I'm I'm a confident person now and obviously you're the one with the problem if you're saying these horrible things and you're obviously got issues with yourself. Absolutely, because you know, yes. nine times out of ten someone that's bullying has been bullied, right? Exactly. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone's been bullied in their life and it's horrible yeah so yeah i guess that it's kind of in a way the bullying but also you know uh, in a way like people talking about being overweight and blah 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 and stuff like that yeah it's just it's Um, just vitriol i guess that you know the world just doesn't need and i feel and this is something that i really try to champion through this podcast as well is that you know it doesn't matter you know what you look like or you know how you dress or any of that outside shit you know as long as you're a good person you know you're kind and you know you've got a story or two to share which all of our guests usually do um then then everyone's welcome to the ga family so yeah that's nice and and so and everyone like was like that the world would be a fucking great place yeah and then we probably wouldn't have all the great songwriting that we have because most of that comes out of pain <laughs> that's very true actually um but yeah so in in, in, a, in a nutshell that's that's pretty much lyrically what the song was about um when we started writing it i think it was one of the first songs we wrote like riff, riff wise and stuff like that. So we've been sitting on that song for so long, but I don't mm. think it was a song that we kind of wrote, and it was just getting nowhere. So we just, we just put it on the shelf, and we're thinking, oh, maybe you know, maybe this isn't good enough. So we'll just you know leave it over here and come back to it later on. And then a couple of months before we went to record the album, we're like, oh, let's give this a try again. And yeah, it was so refreshing to come back to it. And um, Aaron did an amazing job with with the riff writing on it and the guitar work. Mm. And I think just tonally um, with the guitars on this track too is is really cool. Real heavy and nice vibe. Um, Mm. Yeah, I'm not great at talking about guitars and stuff, (laughs) but for me it's definitely one of our heavier kind kind of songs on the album. Yeah, and, and that's good, you know, because I feel like um, with the way that you guys, you know, have been talking about this record, there is going to be a really good mix of, I guess, you know, the heavy and, you know, the more stripped back. But I guess it's all coming down to, you know, changing the band configuration and also just going back to a clean slate, right, in terms of, you know, the way that you're actually thinking about writing. Yeah, definitely. This one is definitely more of a totally unicorn 
like an older Pearly Unicorn song, I think. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and it's really interesting to kind of, you know, reflect, you know, one, you know, once an album's, you know, done to kind of reflect on, you know, where parts of it, you know, are completely fresh and completely new and where are the other parts kind of, you know, hark back to your roots, if you will. Yeah, I haven't really had a chance to even think about the whole process of writing it <laughs> and now just kind of jogging my memory. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what we did, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, that's what this podcast helps to do, jogging memories. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if I sound a bit confused. No, that's all good. Yeah. Uh, uh, confusion sometimes breeds some some of the best stories. So, you know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, to kind of just extrapolate further in terms of um, the overall record, so kind of straying away from that particular song, I guess, like, what did you learn about yourself? the most while writing it what did i learn i guess as as i said before um there's no point bottling in all your emotions and problems it's it's best to you know sit down with someone and talk about it um a friend or family or even you know a professional um you need to talk about these these problems in your life or yeah it's not not gonna help it really won't in fact it'll just you know explode at some stage and someone's probably gonna wind up hurt or multiple people yeah yeah totally yeah for sure and it's something that i guess is also easier said than done too I mean, like, uh, we can all sit here and go, you know, I, I bottle up my emotions and, you know, I know it's not good. But I think we've all been, you know, victim to that. And, you know, uh, I think it's, yeah. yeah, I think it's something that, you know, every human being, you know, can really try and improve on and kind of just, yeah, if I guess we were all just a bit more open with each other and just a bit more understanding, um, then that would go a long way. Yeah, like, I guess everyone cares about what other people think and that's mm. the problem it's you know as that's the song is people care about what people think so when they want to speak about what's happening or what's going on in their lives there's always that oh this person probably doesn't want to hear about this or <laughs> you know that kind of stuff so yeah yeah but i'm um, hopefully for um just any listeners i'm um, listening to this little pod Right now, little little pod that could basically, <laughs> um, yeah, based in the Sydney suburbs. But no, I think yeah, I think that's something. It's a huge takeaway for all of us, and um, and I think music is such a brilliant platform because it's so open minded. But it's also, but then every now and again, some politics and music is also helpful. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now let's um go into our very last segment of the podcast. Um, so this is our non-music segment where basically, and sometimes this is a little bit difficult uh, for, for both me and, and the guest I'm on the show, but um, yeah, it's basically going to be a segment where we try to delve into, you know, the things that um, that you do like, you know, outside of music and stuff that, that you really vibe on. So I guess, yeah, so what are some things that you really like doing, you know, I guess when you're, you're not songwriting and you're not touring and you've got some time to think about other stuff? Um, I, I don't... I don't have a lot of time. I used to have a lot of time, but not much, so much anymore. But I really love football. I like soccer. You know, um, big big supporter of watching and also playing. I don't get to play that much anymore. But um, when I was younger, 
I uh, had a small stint and I played overseas. I actually lived yeah. in Brazil for a year or so and played and played football over there. Wow, um, that's awesome. Something people don't really know much about me, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 a big passion of mine. Um, oh, that's great. Um, do you watch on the English Premier League? I do. Well, my team's not in the Premier League anymore. Aston Villa, they're in the Championship, so oh, okay. I don't get to watch watch them much anymore. But yeah, I still keep up to date with all that kind of stuff. And that's awesome. Well, my team probably will not be in the Premier League either because Huddersfield, unfortunately, they're just, they're adrift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just like, why the hell do you support Huddersfield? And I'm like... Because... Yeah, why do you support Huddersfield? Um, well, it's interesting because, you know, I started getting into, like, you know, national football. That's kind of because I only started really watching it, you know, a year and a bit back um, and kind of okay. just watching the Socceroos kind of at times horrific campaign you know um to get into to the world cup but um it kind of just taught me a lot about you know the sport and you know watching all you know the coverage and stuff and then you know aaron moy was, has always been a standout player um so i guess yeah. it's the aussie roots that kind of led me to that team and then i guess i just really identified with you know the kind of terrier mindset that they have so i guess you know being the underdogs and and you know managing to actually claw, claw out of relegation last season um, to stay yeah. up um so i guess that really are uh, that underdog um and you know despite a mentality um so i guess that, that's why i've st- stuck with them um because they, they I like that. <laughs> yeah um and they, they just seem like really nice people as well like really down to yeah. earth no big egos i mean you kind of can't have a big ego at a club like that yeah i guess so yeah i'm sure there is but yeah yeah um it's funny because it's very kind of similar to me when i started supporting Aston Villa I um I remember my dad taking me into like a like some sports car or something and uh, he's like you can pick any any football jersey you want <laughs> choose what you want I was like I want this one he's like that's Aston Villa like, you don't want a Manchester United or a Liverpool or something <laughs> I was like no nah, I want this one and he's like okay and I think because Mark Bosnich was playing for them at the time. I was like, you know, that Australian kind of tie into that. Yeah. Probably why I started going for Aston Villa as well. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so funny because, like, my dad's, a, like, a diehard Liverpool fan. But then he also yeah, supported right. Leeds, you know, with Harry Kuhl and stuff because he's an old school uh, um, fan. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, if... My hope is that, so I'll probably try and, um, you know, just stream, like, you know, the championship um you know with Huddersfield well, but <laughs> I played on Foxtel or whatever now so mm. out of the right so yeah and your dad could probably go for Leeds again because they might be coming back up yeah that's what I'm thinking is that I will probably go for Leeds if they come up because I think they're still yeah. in top spot from what I've seen and they're like the you know the sister team to Huddersfield they're both in Yorkshire yeah totally <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah so that'd be pretty oh, cool. That's cool yeah do you do you watch any A-League like you're an A-League um, yeah, I do watch, um, I've been really getting into like, you know, women's like W league. Um, yeah, that's been awesome. really cool. You know, um, and Sam Kerr is, she's literally the female Ronaldo, but without the ego. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, I've been heading down to Leichhardt and watching a few of their games. It's really fun. Fun day. Yeah, it's cool. And I guess um, the, the thing that really, you know, binds that, you know, just the teams across the W league together is because they've had to fight so hard to get where they are and even to get oh, a spot yeah. of recognition, you know, there, there's no egos. They're just so collaborative and, you know, so kind. And, and you know, that that's the kind of ethos that should be promoted across sport, regardless of what gender you are. Totally, totally. 
Um, yeah, it's it's so awesome how well the the women's you know Australian team and and the W League is going. It's, it's really really good. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And, and you know, there's just so many stuff. I think what Sam kind of did, you know, over the past couple of years is really further kick down the door for, you know, young women that really just, you know, want to pick up a football and start playing. Like, she's really just galvanising a movement, you know, in this country. Yeah. So, you know, just feel really appreciative to have, you know, someone like her kind of at the helm of, of, of the sport at the moment. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really good. Yeah, it's great. So- so I guess um, apart from football, I know you, you mentioned that you don't really have a lot of time for anything else outside of music. Um, you did mention um, that you've got a dog and you were spending some time yes. with him today. Um, so have you just got the one dog? I do. I've got a little, he's kind of a foxy cross Jack Russell called Henry. Oh. <laughs> he's about, um, about nearly 14 years old now, mm-hmm. for a while. Mm. And uh, yeah, he's still very sprightly, <laughs> a classic small dog. Um, but yeah, we just went for a walk and it was very nice. He was—he was a bit—he's a bit slow now, so mm. he kind of walks behind me off the lead. But um, yeah, he's—he's he's my best pal. Oh, that's great. And have you taken him out on the road with you a lot, or did do you tend to kind of you know leave him in the care of someone else that you trust while you guys are out on tour? <laughs> <laughs> um, usually I have housemates that live with me and, and my girlfriend and stuff, so she'll look after him or or you know the housemate will. But um. Yeah, he's he's pretty chill. All he does is sleep all day, so he's no big problem. Sleep and eat. I couldn't take yeah, couldn't take him on the road. That's for sure. Yeah, and and I guess it's something I like. It's something that you know touring musicians talk about. You know when they've got children as well, because like a dog is essentially you know like an extended part of your family, um, and yeah, and you know they find it extremely difficult. Like I think the only reason that you know Celine Dion actually takes her kid out on tour um, with her is because apparently like um like this like the stages that she plays at like actually like the backstage is like the exact replica of like her room at home. Like her son's no room. Way. Yeah, and that's crazy. Yeah, that, that's it, it's mad. But I mean, it does kind of make sense now that she's actually able to do that and successfully. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, maybe one day I'll, our backstage room will be like our backyard. Yeah, Henry can come in and uh, just run around there while we play. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Just have have like just like a totally unicorn like warehouse or like a stage, and when you guys you know play like homecoming gigs, you know, it's literally the backyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, so I guess to round out um, the podcast, um, would you like to kind of just, you know, just reach out to the listeners, kind of just recap, you know, all the brilliant stuff that's happening over the next, you know, couple of months and, and yeah, what, what everyone can expect? Yeah, so April 12th, our album Sorry is coming out and you should all buy it because it's really good. And uh, we put a lot of heart and soul into it. So, you know, enjoy that. And in April, we'll also be uh, doing a little tour um, around Australia. So keep your eyes out for that. Hit the socials and look at our posters. Sounds good. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah, so where are some of the venues that you guys will be hitting on that tour? Um, okay, what have we got here? We're going to Hamilton Station in Newcastle, Crown and Anchor in Adelaide, the Toad in Melbourne, the Brisbane Hotel in Hobart. Crowbar Brisbane, Crowbar Sydney. Yeah. Sydney show is going to be so good. We're playing with Pagan and Blind Girls, and my other band, Tan Christ, is playing as well. We haven't been, we haven't played together for like 
three years, so it should be interesting. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> You'll be on stage yeah. twice. How good. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never done that before. I'll probably die. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Go that's up, a totally unicorn skirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's going to be awesome, mate. And, like, the crowbar has turned into a really neat – like, I think I think it was previously another venue and they've rebranded it mm. from memory. Yeah. Uh, the, the crowbar? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It used to be the bullface stag. Yeah. Great I mate Trad who runs crowbar in Brisbane has taken over the one – well, the bullface stag down here and, and rebranded it as crowbar as well. Well, it's really Amazing good. venue. Yeah. Amazing venue. They've done such a cool job with it and they treat everyone really well. They've got great food. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, like I think um, because I'm going to be seeing um, John Karabi from like he used to be part of Motley Crue. He's like part of the Dead Daisies. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, he's um playing like one of like the earliest Motley albums like in full with his own band like next week at the, at the Crowbar. I think. <laughs> have you? You haven't been there before. I don't think I have. I, well, I've been to the Boldface Stag. But, like, I haven't yeah, been right. to it, like, you know, Crowbar, as it stands. So it should be really good to kind of see the changes that have been made. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's awesome. You'll, you'll enjoy it. It's cool. Absolutely. I can't wait. And I definitely want to get um, to this Crowbar show um, that you guys are playing. Alrighty, Well, thanks so much for your time, Drew. It's been an absolute blast. And, yep, so the album, sorry, um, is out um, in April. They've got the tour kicking off um, also in April, running through to May. Um, yeah, don't miss it. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks so much for chatting. It was very nice. Yeah, no worries at all. And if you or any of the other guys ever want to come back on, you know, you guys have literally been initiated into the GA family, so you are welcome at any time. Oh, okay. See you next week. You're listening to General Admission, where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound.